Good evening, hey, gentlemen. Buddy. This What's plane up? is off the ground. We hey, mm. well yeah, we just took off. What do you mean? We yeah. just took off. Mm-hmm. We've been yeah. taxiing on the runway for about no forty minutes now. No, but. just some extra instructions about the overhead compartments or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. a couple, couple, couple of folks. Uh, we ran out of overhead space, you know. And was that so, it? Was mm-hmm. that it? Yeah, some mm-hmm. people had to go turn back around and. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. It's similar to what happened on my flight yesterday. We just we, we couldn't get off the ground because too many people brought, you know. Their roll-on suitcases mm-hmm. or whatever, and but but then right. they were in the C group. Anyone who's from right. Southwest, you know, will understand. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, we still, <laughs> we still made it, though. Had to check. Okay, I, uh, it's the C group folks. They're always slowing the whole process down. It's interesting, man, because I I, I fly Southwest a lot, right? Yeah. A lot. Yep. And um, they had their whole meltdown earlier this year, and that was kind of that was something. Did not screw me over at all. Somehow, right? I, I, right, right. We talked about this. Yeah. But the reason why. Heard, yeah. 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 You know, if for musicians, Southwest is the best airline. One, oh, yeah. you get a, you get a full refund up to ten minutes, okay, before your flight leaves. You can you can change the flight. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Now, now I say full refund, but I mean like credit. Yeah. Right. Transferable. Transferable. You get two free checked bags. Okay. Right. That's huge. But the, here's the thing about Southwest: you really want to be in that A group. Yes. If yes. you're in B or C, you're screwed. It's yes. a whole different experience. You know, and so mm-hmm. that and that's the experience that a lot of people have and then say, I hate Southwest because they were in that C Greg, group. What's what is the key to getting on the A group, Greg? Well, it does a you can there's a little upcharge mm-hmm. that'll put you there. Oh, you're gonna uh, pay you're or, gonna pay. Okay. Or I, I don't do that though. I just I if you fly twenty five flights or more a year, you get it automatically. You're on what's called the A list. Loyalty. A list. Yeah. And it check yeah, you know how you you know how you're supposed to check in? For mm-hmm. your flight, you know, mm-hmm. uh, on your phone or whatever, it does it automatically for you. Beautiful. So even Beautiful. if we have like a six a.m. flight, because oh, unfortunately with Southwest, when you check in your flight, that tells that designates your number, right? But but not when you're a list. It's already it's mm. already picked out for you. So if you have a six, because we used to do the thing where if you had a six a.m. flight the next day, you have to like set an alarm for six a.m. Oh yeah, before to check in. Yeah. Oh yeah. So obnoxious, <laughs> uh, right? Anyway. Southwest has been good to me, and I know it's screwed over a bunch of people over the holidays and blah blah blah. But you'll probably get your refunds. And your, <laughs> but not and your, you, and that's all that matters. Yep. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that they. I bet that they. You know, as long as you held on to your receipts, I'm sure they 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 helped you. Made it right. Yeah. Anyway, not to get off on a tangent. Obviously, we did, but uh, that's no, all, it's all good. That's what we yeah. do. All good. And, and it's well, right, I, yeah. I'm, I'm and we appreciate line. the uh, the travelers' tips from you know yeah. the most traveled guy on the. Yeah, I'm, absolutely. I'm, I've been very traveled. Even, even well traveled. I'm already I'm already half more than halfway up to 25 this year already. So. Hey, I'm yeah. supposed to ask you about the snow. Dude, there's no in snow southern here. Southern California. Yeah, I, yeah th- there is, but not. You see, a lot of times you see these articles and they just have like a picture of a blizzard. You know, like a white a white out town, <laughs> right. and they're like Southern California, Los Angeles County. Like, uh, Los Angeles County okay. is like the size of a <laughs> yeah. country. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so um, th- yeah, there's no snow here. Um, okay. It is a little bit chillier than usual, and it has been raining. Okay, gotcha. And yeah, apparently, I was hanging was, out with yeah. with Ann's parents yesterday, and, uh-huh. and his dad was like, "Wow, have you talked to Greg lately?" I'm like, what? no, I haven't. What, what do you about mean? a week? Well, I, <laughs> call him right now. Yeah, he's probably he's probably snowed in by now, huh? <laughs> like, well, I haven't heard anything about. Is it yeah. snowing in Southern California? Oh yeah, it's blizzards down there. Blizzards. Right. Well, I think that I think <laughs> that if you're in the, the streets, mo- if you're in the mountains, then yes, there was snow. You could see snow. Okay. 
but it's very far away. <laughs> it's way over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very far away. Um, you get the impressions of snow. Oh, mm-hmm. right, right, right. Mm-hmm. It's uh, lighter and over also, there. I wasn't here. I was in Texas. So well, that's what I said. I said I thought you were still on the road. Yeah, yeah. Good trips. Yeah. Good show. Fantastic Good trips. Yes. So uh, we did a Texas run this weekend. Who's uh, this? We did. It's a tribute band I play with called. Uh, oh. I'm not Red. familiar. Red Knot Chili Peppers. Okay. We want Chili Willie. We want Chili Willie. We just have to make sure. Right, right. You could that's be true. playing with any tribute band. That's, that's true. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. So, uh, but we played at Antone's in Austin. And after playing there for four years, we sold it out. Which nice. Was very yeah. awesome. Congratulations, a, man. Thanks. The crowd gives you that. Thank you. And that was a really nice uh, accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Um, if you guys don't know that club, we also we might want to do a bienvenue about that one. It's currently owned by Gary Clark Jr. Really? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's very cool. Then we went to play a festival in a t- in a place called Brownsville, which is, I mean, imagine Texas and like imagine the lowest point. Okay. <laughs> That's where Brownsville is. Okay. I mean, like yards away from Mexico. Okay. <laughs> wow. All right. So we played cool. a place called Sombrero Fest. It was it was the festival. Oh, was that's right. Sombrero Fest. How was and, it? How uh, were the How were the supplied sombreros? Oh, there was no. I, I didn't get one. Son uh, of and the bubble. supplied tequila was the other. There was a supplied tequila. That's okay. For sure. Okay. Yeah, that that was on our rider, and we got it. I draw. I, nice. You know, sometimes, uh, if I'm in the mood, I'll bring it on stage as like kind of a prop. And I like, like sure. pretend to do this huge chugs right. of it, but I'm just like doing like a tiny little sip, you know. <laughs> but amazing crowd, really fun. Nice. And um, so that was great. And then we finished up with a gig in Corpus Christi. I came back yesterday, and I gotta say, you guys, like I, I'm, my whole body was kind of just like, you know. <laughs> so I've power this down is, though. Yeah, down this shift. is all I've done today, basically. Just kind of been in recovery. It's, well, it's, I'm glad to have yeah. you here with us. Oh, I'm mm-hmm. so glad. No, I, and, uh, I, I want you look. You look chipper and you look sprite. You would never know. I'm happy to be here with you guys, but yeah, I'm just a little, just a little <laughs> worn down. You know, it, 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 the traveling and the and the playing and all that, and not being able to eat when or what you want. You know, it's it's just it's just it's got its ups and downs. But like like I said, the shows have been good. The show the people have been coming to the shows. Um, that makes a big difference, especially when we get home and we like you know go through the numbers and then it hits your Venmo account or whatever, you know, it's like, yeah. oh, okay, when we do this right, this is, you know, ah, it works, it works, nice. Yeah. Nice. it works. Oh, okay, now I can relax, yeah. Uh, yes, a little <laughs> bit, yeah, uh, definitely. So, you know, not without getting well, too uh, too much under the hood, it's just, it's it's a nice, uh, it's a nice little operation we've got going. We're building up to, uh, yeah, man. you know, we, we the, the band played almost, like, I think it was like 85 shows last year. Really? Yeah, and oh. we're 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 trying Jeez, to narrow that heat. down. We're trying to get that down to like fifty or sixty really good ones. Yeah, and hell yeah. So well, that's that, a great position to be in, where mm. you can yeah. start narrowing down to the stuff Absolutely. you really want to do. Choose your choose your, your gigs. Yeah, and then and then you st- you say okay, we'll see you next year. Yeah, and you just it's like the whole next year is already mapped out. You know that, mm-hmm. that's that's when you, when you can get to that point. It's just, you get your you build your own um, orbit, kind of. Mm, You're, yeah. you, you know, so yeah. That's all right, uh, buddy. That's that's well. That's, that's awesome. Goal. That's awesome to hear. And uh, you know, you sit back and relax. Nick and I have got this. Yes, this thing's sir. On autopilot. Don't you worry. Yep. And you won't hear from me until my last bit. I mean, I'll, I'll pepper in. You, you, you guys <laughs> have some great some great no. stories this week. I know. I realize I've been rambling. Maybe Jay will cut some of that. Maybe <laughs> no. not. But uh, but uh, 
No, I, I no. think Never. I'm gonna. I'm, I have a question for you guys. Has anybody, yeah. have you either of you ever <laughs> done a sound bath? A no. sound bath. Have you ever had a sound a, going to a sound bath? No. What are you talking about, Willis? No. This is like this is like the like like the singing bowls and the like. Oh, I see what you're talking about. Do you, you know what I'm talking about? Yes, yes, that I do know about. Have, have like you ever a done that? Meditative experience type deal. Yes. I have actually walked by one at a festival where people were people were doing that, and I was like, oh, they were bathing yeah. in sound. Yeah, around it, you. Yeah, a lot of like. Mm-hmm. Okay. This was freaking incredibly amazing. Oh, oh, do tell, do tell, do tell. It was it, it was crazy. It, it, you were just literally there is just like the the pressure waves and like the frequencies that are being hit. Now this might have been this particular lady. Where was it? Where, this? Was it, Fre- get- this was in a yoga studio in Frederick. It was like right. catch up with Katie. She's like, I gotta go to this thing. I got an extra ticket. And I was like, let's do it. Sound bath? Sure. That sounds amazing. <laughs> Yeah, and just expecting it to be, you know, I don't know, singing bowls. Who cares? I don't know. They, honestly, absolutely incredible. It, yeah? It, it, absolutely incredible. Not, nothing at all like listening to it, which is a very different experience. It, but once in a while, those kinds of things will pop on, like when you're doing, you know, certain playlists and in work mode. Yeah. This, no, it was absolutely, yeah, you guys got to try this. Like, seriously, the, I, was, I, was, right. I, was, I was laying there like, holy crap, I'm going to talk about this on the podcast. Holy crap, I wish they, I wish they were here right now. This is nuts. <laughs> This is nuts. Yeah, it's wild. That's amazing. That's amazing. I, I need to hear more. Yeah, I need a whole segment on that. Like, okay. All right. Let me work it out. Excellent. Yeah. Sound bad. I want to hear about that. Yeah. Woo. All right. Well, I think that's enough preamble for today, folks. We've talked about touring. We've mm-hmm. talked about sound uh, travel and tips. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about sound bathing. So mm. I, I think we should probably get into the meat of, meat of the show. What I you feel say? refreshed. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> here, get ready for a sound bath. Here we go. Yeah, ready? Here it comes. Yes, that's right. You are tuned into You Should Check It Out, bathing in sound since 2018. Mm. This is episode 186. <laughs> you come oh on beautiful Thursday. <laughs> Great to be here with you. My name's Jay. And I'm Nick. And I'm Greg. And we're <laughs> super glad to have you with us here. Uh, I'm super pumped to talk about uh, some stuff tonight. We got, I think, a great show. I'm going to talk about a band that, my God, has sent me into, like, nostalgia heaven. <laughs> I mean, it's just, like, nostalgia overload. It's, it's been sound baths of nostalgia wow. for me with this band. Okay. All right. Um, over the last few days. That can get a little um, misty, all right? <laughs> I, it's not misty. It's, it's okay. not like that. Good. All right. Not like that, but uh, it does feel good. Excellent. Um, Nick's going to be talking about Fortnite. Always. <laughs> yep. Why not? Fortnite his favorite, forever. His Fortnite forever. Yep. Never played. <laughs> and Greg, I, I think uh, we're going to take one of our first, you should check it out, forays into the classical sphere. Well, yeah, it's actually, it's it's going to, I think we're going to end up talking about some of that, but as it turns out, also some other things that happened around this particular recording like okay. the era that it was in, and um, oh, nice, cool. I might cool. even, I might even argue. Remember when you brought up 1972 was like the best year, the greatest music? year in pop music, mm-hmm. right? Right. Well, this wouldn't be the greatest year in pop music necessarily, but there's a lot of culture. I'll, 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 well, you'll see what I'm, you'll see what I'm getting at. Cool. Okay. okay. Cool. Cool. All right. Fair enough. Well, guys, I'm up first, and I shared yes. with you 
an article last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was the day after the podcast came out. <laughs> it was. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, this is what I'm going to talk about next week because it's an article that came out in Rolling Stone about the band Live. The band yeah. Live. Oh, man. Right. The band which our friendship formed upon. Exactly. Thank you, Nick. I thought I was going to be like, hey, don't you remember how much we both like live? And you're like, yeah, I never really liked those guys. No, yeah, guys not suck. the case. Not the case. So this makes me feel even better, better, more Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So Rolling Stone came out with this crazy article about this band live that was one of the biggest bands in the 90s. Oh, You've yeah. heard their songs. I mean, uh, we'll get into it. Yep. But talking about the story of live as they've progressed since 1994 when... Um, throwing copper came out um, and it's just a story of crazy dysfunction and infighting and it just it's 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 crazy so I want to talk about live I don't know I have a I have a structure in mind but it's it's going to go off in a di- bunch of different tangents okay but I want to start with some music so I'm going to play a song by the band live okay. and man I sat here for like an hour like what song am I going to play because I don't want to play one of the hits because this is you should right. check it out you should check right. out a different song by live right so then I was like well I'll go ahead and watch the entire MTV Unplugged performance. That's what you do. Which, did that? <laughs> because which which was a, another seminal experience for you and I. Mm-hmm. I've never seen um, that. <clears throat> oh, live, never live on, oh, Unplugged? God, no, so I would totally Phenomenal. watch it. Phenomenal. It was a Quick story about that. It was like once Nick and I had met and we both jived on the band live. Yes. I was like, man, did you ever see that them playing on MTV Unplugged? He's like, I have it on VHS. <gasps> and I was like, oh. <gasps> Yeah. You are my new best friend, and you will be forever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he let me yeah. borrow his VHS he, honestly, recording. He signed the paperwork right then and there. Yeah, yeah, right yeah. Then it's, and there. it's like it's like the movie Step Brothers, where they're just mm-hmm. like, "Oh my god, exactly. did you did we just become best friends?" <laughs> it was exactly like that. Yeah, yeah. that's incredible. <laughs> so anyway, I went back and forth, but anyway, this is a song off of their classic album, "Throwing Copper." This is a, a bit of a deep cut, but it's a great song. It's called "Stage Live." Check it out. You can let it go. Come on, come on, mother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yep. <laughs> right oh on. man, I, I, you know, 
live. This this Takes band me back. Wow, I, man. I know they are not the coolest band in the world, Greg. I know they're not the coolest band in the world, dude. But for for me, like at the time, they were the biggest band to me. Dude. Like they they hit all the the boxes for me. You, you know my live story. I've brought it up. They're my first concert, Meriwether Post Pavilion. That's right. That's live. Right. That's yeah, and it wasn't. Be, it was it, a friend invited me. Like I wouldn't. I didn't scope out tickets, but right. I was totally familiar with the hits. Mm-hmm. I even had throwing copper. Yeah. Um, Who which, didn't have throwing copper? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I really had. I mean, I liked it a lot. It, so I was totally stoked to be going to see live. I never have one at any point thought they were bad or corny. All right, ever. cool. Until cool. this article, but anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, the article well, kind of does characterize how they were treated in the 90s, right? Right, and I won't say any more because... Sorry, yeah, right, right. Yeah, go yeah, ahead, yeah, yeah, Go ahead. No, go no, ahead. it's all good. There's a lot of stuff to tackle. I mean, they, they were a band that... And for one of the reasons that it, it hits so close to home for me is because they're from York, Pennsylvania. Yes, that yes. was the connection. Which, I mean, like, they were like it's nearby. a 30-minute drive from, from Waynesboro. Yeah. They are the same phone... Dial code seven one seven area code yeah <laughs> area code yeah exactly so I, like they always kind of felt like a, a hometown band even though they're not but I always kind of felt that way about mm-hmm. them you know they formed in the late eighties they were all high school friends they're all from York Pennsylvania and they've all kind of stayed in the York Pennsylvania area mm-hmm. which is interesting wow. um, their first album Mental Jewelry which you know Nick and I really bonded on the yeah. Beauty of Grey and yep, like Operation yeah, Spirit. That, uh, so many great songs on that. Yep. But that was all eclipsed in 1994 whenever they came out with their huge album, Throwing Copper. Mm-hmm. And, you know, guys, if, you know, I don't know if we have any like Gen Zers listening to this podcast or not, but if you're not familiar with the band live, you know, here are just a couple of the hits off of that. This is just a quick little montage here. We got uh, I Alone. Yep. Got this, uh, the next track is Selling the Drama. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, we got this huge hit in Lightning Crashes. That was the big one. A song about a baby being born and an old lady dying down the hall. Two moms, both, yeah. And then one of my personal favorites, Sounds So Great, All Over You. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And just to be around in the summer of 1994... Going into 1995, this is all you heard on the radio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, man. It, it was a push. This album was so huge. And I remember it very distinctly because I was, the summer of 1994, I took a, a scout trip. It was a 50-mile hike across the White Mountains of New Hampshire. Okay. It was this huge thing. It was a whole week-long trip, and we just hiked, and we went from cabin to cabin. And whenever we got done with this hike... I remember running down the last little bit. We all got into this van, and I, I assume we went to a hotel to stay for that night. But on the way to the hotel, someone was like, hey, do you guys know live? 
It was like right when this album came out. Mm. Somebody put it on the CD player in this van. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I heard All Over You. And mm -hmm. I was like, that's yeah. great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Freaking great. And I was in love ever since. But this, this album had such a huge impact. They followed it up a couple years later with Secret Samadhi, which only had one hit on it, uh, Lakini's Juice, Lakini's which is this really dark, really weird, gritty album. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, from then they had one other hit in like the Dolphins Cry yeah, in 99. Yeah. But then, you know, it's just, uh, you know, it's the it's the downfall of rock and album rock. And 90s they, was going you know, they, out. The 90s was going out and they kind of fell the, the way of a lot of 90s bands, but they were so big. They've had this like staying power, but it's all kind of centered around this one album. After Throwing Copper, they, you know, they kept they kept producing albums until they finally went on a hiatus around 2009. They went on hiatus from 2009 to 2012. And then in 2012, the rest of the band wanted to go on tour, but Ed Kowalczyk, the talismanic lead singer, mm -hmm. didn't want to do it. So they ended up hiring this guy, Chris Shin, who was just like this Los Angeles guy. He, he, he's actually the son of the owner of the Charlotte Hornets basketball team. Which means he so was like, rich to begin Yeah, before that. Rich to begin right, with, yeah. had like a leg up, the whole thing. But he, he seems like a really genuine guy. Mm -hmm. And the reason I know about all this is that Rolling Stone did a article on this guy, Chris Shin, interviewing about his time in live, replacing the frontman, Ed Kowalczyk. Mm -hmm. So the band Live went on tour from 2012 to like 2016 with this guy, Chris Shin, replacing Ed Kowalczyk. Okay. Again, like if you go and read that article, it's fascinating because this guy's in a completely terrible position from yeah. like an outsider perspective. Like, mm -hmm. how do you replace the one guy from live that everyone knows? Yeah. If yeah. you know one guy from live, it's the it's the bald guy. The creepy bald guy. <laughs> yeah. The singer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, he, and he was very cool. I mean, he wasn't like, you know, Maynard from Tool is like creepy. Kind of, mm -hmm. kind of you know. Right. But Ed Kowalczyk, he had a he had a thing about him that was still right. he he was interesting. You interesting, know? I yes. think that he yes. was like across the board, like you know, girls weren't afraid of him. It wasn't like mm -hmm. he right. was some he strange heavy metal guy. He like he seemed, and he you know his, his lyrics were intelligent, right? And he wasn't like particularly depressed like a lot of the guys yeah. came you know in that era. Actually, quite healthy outlook. He seemed to be a thinker. Yeah, and he was, as it turns yeah. out. He was, like, deep into, like, Eastern philosophy, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so anyway. From uh, a young age. Right, so, you know, interesting, uh, int intelligent guy, and um, certainly a big reason, if not the reason, why that band got the success that it got in the first place. Right, so the question I have for you guys is, can a band live on without its talismanic frontman? I mean, I think we had an actual conversation about this to some extent. I don't think it was this case where the guy's still around, but like, you know, can the band whose mission or whose existence is like central to a specific person go on without that person? How'd it work out for him? Well, I mean, it depends on who you ask because it's an interesting story. The guy, Chris, had a great time doing it. Mm -hmm. I've seen some videos of him doing it. He does a good job. He's okay. not just like aping Ed Kowalczyk, but he does yeah. it, you know, he does the little vocal inflections that make it sound enough like Ed Kowalczyk. But, you know, if I was to go to a live show, I would be really disappointed to see anybody but Ed Kowalczyk step up oh, to yeah. the mic. 
Would you, would you, you would know that though, getting a ticket, right? Do you think people would buy a ticket not knowing so. that this isn't the, 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 the original? <laughs> I'm singer? not saying they were trying to do it as like a surprise. We got you type thing. I would. I let's assume that audiences knew that it was going to be a replacement vocalist. But okay, I mean, I just it just doesn't feel like the whole experience. You're not getting the full live experience. I, I agree. By all accounts, the band said that it revived the band's career because the the band live hadn't really been recording or doing anything as as a unit mm-hmm. until this guy Chris Shin stepped in and got them all talking again. And then the irony is that Ed Kowalczyk, I guess, was excited enough by the renewed interest in the band that he was like, hey, guys, do you want me to come back and sing for you again in 2016? And then Ed joined the band again. How about Poor that? Chris. Poor Chris. And they, and they just bumped Chris Shin. Poor Chris Shin just gets dumped to the curb again. Oh, man. And wasn't yeah. he kind of like thinking they were going to go a different direction than the original? His, his plan was, and this is Chris Shin's plan, is that he was going to step in and do a couple of shows, you know, and this, you know, reintegrate himself with the band. Mm-hmm. They were going to do it. They did an album as live with Chris, Chris Shin as the front man mm-hmm. that has now been pulled from streaming services. Ah, um, so you can't is hear this it all, now. Was it like all the hits? No, no, no. It's it's new, like new music. Oh, okay. New music, because he was hoping to kind of like pivot the band, mm-hmm. and now uh, this will be the new live with Chris Shin, right? Yeah. But I guess they got enough popularity Ed said, that not Ed so was fast, like, Mr. "Not Shin. so fast." <laughs> exactly. And the irony of the whole thing is that Ed and Chris Shin were actually friends before oh, this. That's unfortunate. It's just how they. <sighs> knew each other and then that's uh yeah so ed got back in the band they went on another reunion tour in like 2016 and started great gaining momentum and they were going to do this big tour in 2019 yeah and then the pandemic hit yeah and then that's when the s hit the fan again with this band and now they're all infighting again and ed the lead singer in october of 2022 Fired the entire band. All of them. On all, Twitter. Well, yeah, most of them on Twitter, right? <laughs> no, all, well, all of them on just, Twitter. He fired just the lead guitar player. Right. Mm. But by all accounts, all the other members have been fired as well. Or like also tweeted, like, I will, yes, live will be uh, touring and I will be the only original member or something like that. Right. So now it's just Ed <laughs> oh, as geez. the front man with a bunch of other people. Now it's like a Black Crows situation. Right. You yeah. know, where it's the two brothers and a bunch of like <laughs> scabs. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's just this like, it's terrible. It's awful. But I don't know. There's this, there's, the there's a bunch pr- of karma that goes into it. They yeah. all kind of seem like they're kind of backstabbing each other and not really trusting each other. And Chris Shin, I think, has the in- most interesting perspective on this whole thing because he's viewing this all from the outside. And he's like, once I got in the band, I realized that they're not really in it for the music. Yeah, He said, they're the least musical band that I ever played with. And he's saying that not because they're not great musicians. They are great musicians. But their whole thing is they got caught up in the lifestyle of living as millionaires in the The 90s. Money, yeah. And they are trying to perpetuate that lifestyle now. Mm -hmm. And the only way they can do that is by touring as live. So he has Mm. this great quote. He says... You know, I take a lot of bike, bike rides these days, and it gives me a lot of clarity. One day I realized, you know, those guys have to be in live for the rest of their lives. And I'm free to do whatever I want. Huh. Right. It's a liberating, <laughs> like, liberating wow. idea. 
Yeah. He sounds like a, a, a pretty healthy, um, adjusted rich kid. <laughs> All things considered, I think yeah. so. Because he got, he got handed a pretty deal. He's no got to step in there and try to be Ed Kowalczyk for a couple years. Then they throw him to only the curb. Ha- only to have Ed get. get jealous and kick him back out and then take over the whole band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't know, man. I mean, you know, and God bless, you know, this whole thing makes me just like really respect bands like the Red Hot Chili Peppers who have somehow been able to keep it together mm-hmm. in one way or another. Right. But imagine if there was infighting and like Anthony Kiedis was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I mean, I'm sure there has been a lot, but we just didn't hear about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, it's, uh, it's interesting because even in this Rolling Stone article, they mentioned um, a super group that some of the guys started and the singer was uh, Kevin Martin from Candlebox. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, it's just been, it made me think of, you know, over the last couple of years, I've had some interactions with some of these, like, guys that were in 90s bands that are, but not huge 90s bands, but, like, successful 90s bands. Yeah, but not, like, not like some success- Right. So, you know, like, I we opened a festival for Better uh, better Than Ezra was the headliner. Right. You right. know? And, they're uh, still going. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Exa- yeah there's, and I opened for the Gin Blossoms a couple years back. Right. And, you know, and, and you just see these guys, and they're, they're, like, accessible now. I mean, like, you can go see them for... I saw Gin Blossoms open for Collective Soul. There you go. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's, that's another one, Collective Soul. It's like, how, yep. do these guys... How much of the original lineup is intact? How many hits did they have? Because there's a big difference between like one hit, two hits, five hits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I think yeah. the reason why live is still like even a thing is because they had they weren't just a one hit wonder, Mm-mm. right? They were like a they one play, album wonder, right? They can play a 45 minute set and pack it with hits. Yeah, you know, yeah. and everyone leaves happy. You would think so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, it's just an interesting thing where. I wonder if these guys, you know, as they, as they approach maybe like 60 years old, 50, yeah. you know, like mid 50s, yeah. they're like, all right, they must be hitting this fork in the road of like, there's a shelf I, life. Do yeah. I have enough to retire now or do I have to be in collective soul the rest of my life? <laughs> right, right. Or whatever, which is not the worst thing because you have these at the same time. Meanwhile, you have all these fans, they have money now, they'll come and see you. Mm-hmm. It's true. Right, as long as you're not charge, you know, charging. Yeah, for the nostalgia. <laughs> exactly, and listen, that's why that's part of the reason tribute bands work. Yep, totally. you know, it's the nostalgia, yeah. big time. And you know, it doesn't hurt that Ticketmaster is making it impossible to see the actual thing. Yeah, you know, or just a pain in the ass, and you know. So anyway, yeah. That while this story with live is so specific and so interesting, I imagine it's very similar in a lot of other camps. I agree. I agree. Right, and and maybe some people coming in, and like live did with like this kind of con artist who came in and started trying to be like, hey, yeah, guys. which is really this whole article ends up talking about yeah. this like con artist with and Chad Taylor and exactly, oof. and I you know I started to like try to like make notes about going down that route, but I'm just gonna say if you're interested at yeah. all, just go read the article because it's, it's fascinating. It wild. is really cool. It's a wild I, I, I mean, it's not cool but it's very interesting it's, 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 it's just all to me you it's know? very sad and very mm-hmm. bittersweet mm-hmm. because yeah. a band that you just you love so much and i remember thinking like back in the 90s like what are these guys gonna do like what are they where are they gonna be you know I honestly and think, it's just i think that's sad like they're just not doing anything now <laughs> yeah but that's, that's that's the way things go i guess i think i never attached hope to their longevity 
Because okay. he was because mm-hmm. he was so not unhinged, but he did just have this like like Messiah thing about him. I was yeah. like, this guy's not going to stick around with these guys. There's just no chance. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to fly off and do yeah. something on his own. But but that yeah. didn't really end up happening either. So, well, you know, a, a sort of a tangent, but I hope I hope you'll see the similarities here. Do it. I, I don't know what led me to Google this, but I was suddenly was like, I wonder if the the Pantera show that I saw in mm. 2001 is mm. online, is on YouTube. Okay. Ah. Turns out it's on YouTube. It was posted two weeks ago. Someone wow. filmed the entire show from like one of the, from the back row. And I'm like, dude, I'm in that crowd. Nice. You know? And I remember nice. this. Somewhere. I remember when he went off on a rant about Fred Durst. I remember all this, you know? And, oh, um, dude, that's fantastic. And so, Tales from a concert with clips. Oh, my God. And so, yeah, and just this whole time, it's just been this memory in my mind for like 20 years. And now I'm like seeing it again. Yeah, and it's just wild. And I'm so I'm telling you guys, this internet's a good thing. I'm telling you. But then I'm in, but but, but <laughs> all I could on. but a lot of times I'm watching it and I'm thinking, man, if I could just burst into the video and like be there and be like, guys, you got to stay a band. If you don't do it, this <laughs> guy like die. this dude's gonna die, you know? Like <laughs> I just like all I'm thinking. I'm watching this. Just like God, I, oh. like we had it so good. I could have run up on the stage. I was there. We had it so good, you know. Like, and they oh. just and they and their whole band imploded, and then yep. you know, and it it led to tragedy, you know. And it's all over now. I mean, well, they're trying to do this whatever reunion thing. But again, it's it's the same thing. It's like these these guys have to. They probably have bills to pay, and they're like, well. I guess I could start a new band. <laughs> Let me or see. I gotta make money. Could, I, well, the last time I made a lot of money was when yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> right. Or exactly. if I, or I could go out as the famous band that I was in and immediately start collecting, even though yeah. some people are gonna be like, oh, it's, you know, I'm gonna get accused of the cash grab. Which, nah, you know, it's, yeah. But makes sense. Anyway, it, it's wild. It's wild to see these. Uh, yeah. And then you have the Chili Peppers who, again, who are, they managed to somehow get it right. They managed to get it right. Yep. You know, absolutely. Um, they're absolutely crushing, uh, still. So, um, yeah, anyway. And yeah. honestly, and if you want to, and I'll tell you what, that series of art interviews with Rick Rubin. Yeah. You hear, you hear why. Like the amount of care they have for each other as people. Yeah. Is, is, yeah. it is like first and foremost before, that's it's it. before all things. And but that's it, what's lacking with, with live in yes. particular. Yep. Yeah, it's, Nobody it's trusts each other, you know, nope. and they all think they're just out at, in it for the wrong reasons and mm-hmm. it's really sad yeah there's a whole story about you know his ex-wife is oh, his brother or something oh, like that he's a piece oh, about Chad Taylor and Chad is. Gracie's ex-wife and, oh. yeah so, so, so he got the royally <laughs> fist you know? oh boy first time he used fists <laughs> alright so Exactly. That's All about right. the goat. That's uh, an Adam yeah, Sandler yeah, yeah, yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. Not a fisting. But goat. check out both of those articles. We're gonna link them, <laughs> link both of them. Uh, it, it's just it's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. And uh, but like I said, over the last couple of days, all I've been listening to is live, and it's just brought so back so many memories because oh, wow. yeah. that band came around at the right time for me. And oh yeah, and they were just they were they were a really good band. They're a bunch of talented guys, and the drummer in that is so good. Oh yeah, man. fantastic. Listen back to them. That was the great. That was why I recorded the unplugged was because I so many of those songs. Like how is he? How does he do this beat? It's so his sticking was so like shifted or something. But it was because he would he would. He played two. Yeah, it was. He just had a unique style to his drumming. It was very cool. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Cool. 
right. Well, thank you, boys, in indulging yeah. me on that trip down memory lane. That was great. Oh, yeah. Mr. Klein, what you got for us, buddy? Let's do some. You want to do a palate cleanser? Mm. Yeah, let's do it. Compliments of uh, Mr. Selway. Oh, Phil Selway. Phil Selway has an oh, album excuse out. Excuse me. F- Philip. Philip Selway. Correct. Philip Selway has released his third uh, his third solo album, I think it is. Uh, called the drummer S- from Radiohead. The drum. Thank you. This is the drummer from Radiohead. Uh, he's just released his third solo album called Strange Dance. It's a different album. Do you guys listen to this at all? No. Okay. Nope. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, what's the name of the track I picked there, Jay? Sorry. Uh, that would be What Keeps You Awake at Night. Let's see if we can get an answer to that question. That's that's the tone. It doesn't through the whole album. Yep, it's pretty chill. Nice. His idea for this album was uh, he approached some. It says he approached some of his favorite musicians to play on his third record and, sa- and said he imagined it as a Carol King record if she collaborated with the uh, pioneering electronic composer Daphne Oram and invited him to drum on it. <laughs> huh. So he actually he wrote all the songs on his piano at home and then was struggling because he. Didn't really know where to start for whatever reason on this album. It got the involved, got this um, composer involved, this electronic composer, and then apparently it just kind of blossomed from there. But it's very, it's very low key. It's almost like an adult contemporary version of Radiohead at, at points. And I don't mean that in a demeaning way. I just mean it's just, it's just, it's here. Yeah, it just stays here. So it's got some but, cool like St- Steve Reich elements in the background. I've like, honestly, uh, I've read, I've read enough reviews now. Just kind of curious because I did listen to it and I was like, I don't, I don't love this. And I, I read multiple places. It's not the first listen, but but subsequent listens where you start to hear some nuance. So I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna give it some other rounds, especially if I, if I find the time at the office to 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 have music on in the background, just because it, it's definitely low key enough to work to. But I actually, my topic today is a rare follow up. Oh okay. yeah, I think it was. I think it was episode one thirty-five. So yeah, we're on one eighty-six now. So this is fifty-three episodes ago. So just about <laughs> just over a year. Um, there Better was, late than ever. There was news. No, it's follow-up. So it's a year later. Uh, there was fo- there was uh, the announcement that Epic Games was buying Bandcamp. Oh, that's right. And we talked right. a bit about it. And there was there was an article. Uh, 
a pretty lengthy article in Pitchfork that was like what what the Epic ba- Epic Games acquisition of Bandcamp means for music fans, and it really gets it it gets into like this minority in, or this investor in Epic Games or Sony, uh, Tencent, this Chinese company, and like their privacy issues and all this kind of stuff. It's a very mm-hmm. very uh, blurry article. I it never really seemed to have an objective or like a a, yeah. a bigger point. Just kind of just just tons of information. So I thought I, I saw two articles post this past week about things that have come out on Bandcamp and thought I'd kind of bring an update because it seems like their promise to kind of keep it artist first. It, it seems like that that's kind of they're continuing that promise at least a year in. Um, cool. So I think around the time of that they were considering the acquisition or talking about the acquisition, they um, or no, I'm sorry. Prior to the acquisition, Bandcamp had announced this Bandcamp on Fridays, or it was like Bandcamp Friday, which is where they basically were saying, even even the cut that we take at Bandcamp for this day, we're going to go ahead and forego that, and all of it's going to go to artists. Right. And they had like some record-breaking amount of sales. It was you know like five million in sales that day, which is you know tenfold over what they'd ever done on their best day prior. So Epic Games has continued that, or at least continued that for the next I think it was like nine or ten months. And there was like some payout figure of uh, seventy-six million dollars that was paid out to independent artists. Um, but they've they've also announced that they're incorporating it into Radio Underground in Fortnite. Um, so they're basically going to start having independent artists featured from Bandcamp on Fortnite's underground radio, which is like the, nice. the music that's playing when kids are playing Fortnite. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're basically kind of tapping that. They're Taking the indie music, putting it over to these, into the millions of kids that just sit there playing Fortnite, you know, twelve hours a day. Yeah, that's um, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Actually, thought that was because I remember being just kind of befuddled when you read that article to mm-hmm. us a year ago. Like, why would they want to do that? Like, what's the <clears throat> what's the tie in there? And one of the arguments that that Pitchfork article made was that this is what they need to do for their for their image because they've always tried to create. They said they kind of refer to it like they've always tried to create this image. But this is also Epic Games is also the company that basically sued Apple and said, we shouldn't have to give you this much money to be on your platform. Right. We right. have an ecosystem. We should be on your platform, but you're telling us that we have to pay you 30%, and that's too much. And and they, they basically have, have taken them to court. And I believe that they I believe that Apple has basically revised its policies in an effort to avoid this actually getting to a trial, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. So they've they were able to kind of sway Apple on their on their pricing model in some regard, um, which is nice. impressive in and of itself. And then a much less impressive article that popped up, but um, hmm. apparently Bandcamp has just introduced playlist pl- functionality. <laughs> <laughs> New concept with a trying out, um, hmm. but it's actually pretty cool. So on the iOS and Android versions now, you can actually build playlists from Bandcamp music rather than the previous one where you could just go to a Bandcamp page and listen um, and, and and to be honest, just having been on the being on the website or understanding the website, that is tricky because you need to basically have a player that's going to continue as you browse through pages to sit there on top and play. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so there's there's more to it than just <laughs> than just a yeah an update. But well, I'll give you a hearty applause. Fantastic, hearty applause for that. But it, it does. <laughs> um, you know, I was going to say it kind of reminds me of some of the things that we've talked about in the past with where video games can be a vehicle for like musical exposure 
You totally. know, we, used to, we learned about bands from Tony Hawk. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely a lot of band. A lot of people learned about bands from uh, EA Sports games. Yeah, like yeah. Madden yeah. and FIFA. Mm-hmm. Um, if you had a sh- if you had a a song on uh, one of those games, I mean, imagine this. Let's say you had it in a TV show or a movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, somebody's gonna watch that movie. I don't know, a couple times. At most. Ten times tops, you know, mm-hmm. like, like right. But if it's in the menu of a video game, <laughs> then the person's gonna hear that song like five, six times in a yep. sitting, and then they're gonna, yep. and then they might have several sittings a day, and then mm-hmm. they're gonna play it for months, you know, and that's yep. how it works. Yeah. So you know, even if, and then you you start to like it, even if you didn't like it at first. That happened to me just the other day. Yeah. I went into a, like a, a Walgreens or something like that, and it started playing this song in the background music system. It was like, Listomania. Oh, yeah, right. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, God, that's that song I hated from FIFA 18. Yeah, it's Phoenix. That's, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know that song. That band Phoenix, right? The French band. Could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's who it is. All right. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. Uh, so, Ed, and now you have... Um, if you look at that t- the HBO show, The Last of Us, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if you guys have seen that yet, but it's you know it's a it, it was a video game, and now they make they made a show with this with the plot, right, right, and it's awesome, you know it's a really cool show, and, yeah, um, apparently it's a really cool game. Um, well, and, and and the nice thing about I mean the the difference I think Greg the, specifically to the Fortnite situation because in those you've got a downloaded or you've got like a disc that has these tracks. And it's just these tracks, right? But with with this, they they're basically it, there's a streaming channel into the game, mm-hmm. and they can be kind of loading up whatever music they want at any time into this you know radio underground station that's playing within Fortnite, which honestly is like one of those. What does the metaverse look like? Um, yes. Yeah. And that that is what that is an aspect of that where you can it have kids that of- have that listen to music and and are into a specific type of music. Because they spent so much time in this in this in Fortnite's you know ecosystem, right? And it's a totally different like to- they're gonna have totally different influences. It's like they had yeah. their own radio station, and we were listening to DC one hundred and one. Uh, another one is Grand Theft Auto. Yes, you get into a car. Except that was all made up. Yeah, but no, I'm sure, well, no, 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 no. There's, there's not real the later tracks games. on there too. Mm. Yeah, I think in the later games you would get, and if you got into a certain kind of car, there was a certain type of music playing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Right. But you could also change the radio station. Right. I saw this this great meme the other day. It was you know the guy something 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 proved me wrong. And okay. The guy sitting at the table. It's yeah. like GTA radio is the best radio ever. <laughs> Prove <laughs> me wrong. <laughs> but now I think yeah. with Fortnite, if you have infinite streaming, you know, and a little bit of curation, it could be even better. Yeah. Right. Right. I think it's changed my mind. Changed my mind. That's yeah, it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, not prove me wrong. It's yeah. Same, same, same idea. Right. You get it. <laughs> so, Meme is, memes so, are so, you know, I, I think we came at it with skepticism, as everyone did. Like, why are they buying this company? Um, mm-hmm. right. Thus far, it seems like it really has been to kind of prop up, like, no, seriously, we are four developers. We're four independent artists. That's who it's we really are. Cool. Um, that's really cool. And yeah, it seems like they're putting the money where their mouth is. So Beautiful. pretty sweet. I dig it. Yeah, that's what I got. Greg, where are we going, man? So, you know, occasionally I go down this rabbit hole. Um, mm. I, I I love classical music. Not all. Not all, I don't listen to classical music that often. Do you, do you guys listen to classical good? music? No. 
No? I, I mean, here and there, but only as classical a Classical music? Do I listen to classical music? Yeah. yeah. Rarely. Rarely. I mean, for me, I usually, I hardly listen to, like, orchestra music. Yeah. Okay. And I, I, I would, I'd like to get more into more of that. Sometimes I do. It depends. Sometimes I'll throw on, like, the Rite of Spring or something. Sure. You know, um, uh, but I actually do really get into, like, things like Bach. Mm. I, I've always loved Bach. And, like, more, like, solo guitar solo, and solo piano. And I've always loved Glenn Gold. Sure. Okay. Okay. Sure. Glenn Gold's a very famous uh, pianist. And he actually recorded something called the Goldberg Variations, which kind of him, got him yeah. on the map. Let's listen to a little bit of this. This is from the original recording that he did. He actually made two in his lifetime. This is the first one in There's videos of him playing that when he's older, mm-hmm. and it's nuts. I mean, like it's there's so much uh, hand crossing, yeah. overlaps, yeah. yeah. Piece. It's ridiculous. But he was playing Bach in a way that apparently nobody had like really gotten right before. He was very expressive with it, whereas everybody else who was trying to play it was playing very like Precise. you could tell Yeah, and they were like just trying not to make a mistake and Glenn Gold was just like, I'm way past that. Like I'm yeah. not even like concerned about making a mistake. And it was like two tempo, right? Wasn't that a big thing? I, I don't know. Tell me what you tell me what you heard. I I, I I just I thought that like box notated tempos were always absurd. Or you mean like when you mean absurd, you mean like uh like fast. Oh yes, fast. Yes, yes. And, and um, so often people would play yeah. it slower because it didn't seem possible. Okay, that, yeah, I'd never heard that actually, but that makes sense. And he, I mean, I don't know how much faster you could humanly play that. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> it, it's, also, it's a great, you know, if, 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 if you like piano like that and Bach, which I, I do love Bach, you know, um, and I've studied Bach and so, certain solo pieces, I'm, I'm a big fan. Occasionally well, he, I, brings, he brings you back to that earlier age, you know. 1700s. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Classic. Yeah. Just growing up. I'm talking about yeah, nostalgia. Yeah, just growing up, you know. Yeah. Was, I had two CDs growing up. I had Bach Gl- and Live. Throwing copper. So anyway, uh, so sometimes I just go down the rabbit hole, and I just, we never we haven't talked about Glenn Gold or the the those variations. He did a he did a recording when he was 20. The one so we just heard a piece from that mm-hmm. um, from that one 1950. When he was 20, I think he was 20 years old. When he did that one. He's like wow, super okay. young. And then he did one again when he was much older. And it was like 1981. And it's like t- more towards the end of his life. And mm-hmm. so he re recorded it. And some people compare the two, you know, the two recordings, you know, obviously technologically different. Yeah. Obviously his abilities are different. And his whole perspective has shifted. So it's an interesting thing to hear the same classical prodigy play mm-hmm. the same piece twice in his life you know do you have a preference i always like the first one yeah because i just like the fire 
kind of sounds like now. like the eruption version of Bach. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 he's totally on that like on that level. So, but it got me thinking. I was like, what else? What else was going around? You know, ar- on around this time because I know there was a lot of jazz going on. Mm-hmm. Like sure. jazz was a lot. A lot of jazz was developing, and so I actually looked up jazz albums around 1955. Okay, and you know it's interesting. There's just a, a lot of the the best art. You know, jazz artists were producing, but not. You know, you look at the list and it's nothing. There's nothing that stands out as like oh, like kind of blue or like or, you know or something. Hadn't hit know. that peak yet. Not quite, but there's but everyone was producing, cla- you know, good stuff. Sinatra was making records at this point. Cliff Brown, uh, Clifford Brown, who I don't know if we've listened too much on this show, but one of the best trumpeters. But but then I started doing like a little bit of a, a look at the history, you know, what's going on, and that's a year that Rock Around the Clock first appeared <laughs> on the charts. Okay, sure, right? Uh, Ain't that a shame by Fats Domino? Nice. And uh, that was covered by Pat Boone. So now you have like these white artists starting to cover mm-hmm. the black artists. This is also the year that, you know, if you saw that Elvis movie, Tom Parker signed Elvis. Right. Okay. Um, Chuck Berry recorded Maybelline. Mm-hmm. Uh, Little Rick- Richard recorded Tutti Frutti. Mm-hmm. Uh, Johnny Cash recorded Folsom Prison Blues. Wow. Oh, yeah, it's all happened one. in 1955. And Bird wow. died this year, right? Did he? I think so. I think like right Joe at the beginning Charlie, of the year. Charlie Parker. Yep, you're right. I didn't catch that, but yes. Which is a yeah. That's, so there's kind of like the end of bebop, maybe is sort of the birth of the cool, if you will. Yeah, mm. birth of the cool. Yeah, you know? totally. Um, so I don't know. I, we've talked about how 1972. You know, I'm tr- I'm trying to find some other some other peaks, some other like creative peaks. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I thought that you know, we always kind of ignore the 50s. Right? It's Everyone true. It's true. I, I always tend to look at the '60s and the '70s as kind of like the heyday because it's the progenitor of the music that we gravitate towards. Right. Right. You know, but the '50s was the progenitor of music that mm-hmm. came from the '60s and '70s. You know, yeah. and when guys like Keith Richards and Mick Jagger were all, I don't know, ten, nine, ten years old, you know, this that's is, what that's they're, the they're stuff being they influenced. Were, yeah, exactly. They were turning yeah. on the radio and like hearing yeah. that kind of Especially stuff. Especially '55. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's incredible. That's so, awesome. Uh, yeah, and you know, there's there were some other uh, some other events that happened. Like, just for perspective, uh, this is the year Rosa Parks was arrested. Okay. Wow. It's the year Disneyland opened. Uh huh. <laughs> the first Guinness Book of World Records. What? You blowing my freaking mind. <laughs> I know, right? And uh, one last thing. There's also, in 1955, that, uh, Jay, you'll find this interesting. Oh. This is the year that Newcastle won the FA Cup final against Manchester City. <laughs> Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Their last is that like the first one that they won? Or, or, oh, was the last one? It makes it, it, the last it, trophy that they, yeah, that they it, won. It makes it 67 years. 296 yep. days, That's three right. hours, six minutes, <laughs> and 41, two, three, four <laughs> seconds. <laughs> Thank you, Greg. Appreciate that. So there you have it. That's oh, all I have to Oh, boy. Do. Wow. You just spent that entire segment just building up to that, didn't you? Yeah. 
Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. Newcastle United were defeated by Manchester United in the uh, Carabao Cup final this past Sunday. I cried a little bit. Sorry, but, buddy. <laughs> you know, the, the trophy drought continues. I had to it get just, a good ribbon because uh, you always love to rib my teams. <laughs> I do. I yeah, do. we had the I whole do. World Cup final. So. At least we haven't yeah. changed and, our And the Euro something. Cup final. You guys gave me crap about that as well. <laughs> but, I uh, just go along I with it. It's well taken. I it just means so. it's going to mean so much more whenever yeah. we finally do win. So. And it mm-hmm. sounds like you guys are on the right path. And your so. grandkids will talk about that day and how yeah, much yeah, granddad would have loved to see it. Would have loved to see it. I'm in the yeah, past tense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just a picture of Jay in the room while the TV's. <laughs> He's here in spirit. <laughs> they did it, Poppy. They did it. <laughs> yeah, the Newcastle scarf. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I even got the whole family dressed up. I saw it. I, you guys looked so cute, and I almost, uh, I almost didn't want to do this, but I was like, no, no. No, uh, you got to. You got so you texted me and said, "Should I do this?" And I was like, "Yeah, totally." <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was you, like, you know, he's not gonna like really get upset, is he? <laughs> Longtime friend. No. Dang. no, 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 no. 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 You know it's that's hey, that's not to get man. into it. I've been, I for just w- whatever reason, I just picked the worst sports teams to follow. You know, the oh. Baltimore Orioles. Hey, they came to you, Newcastle. Newcastle like, came to you, buddy. They did, they did. But I, you know, it's been my entire life following Newcastle. They've just been absolutely terrible, and so I've come to expect it. And uh, it was just another chapter in that yeah. in that whole well, saga. Yeah, but so they got okay. to the final, man. You know, that's they did. And, yeah, you know, and and I think that I, from what I read, and I, you know, I don't I don't keep a close eye on it. I keep an eye on it, just in case I get a chance to give you a rib. Keep uh, a third eye, third eye on it. But uh, it sounds like they're totally on like the path to success. I think we are. You know, I, I think mean, so- they've come tough. a long way. They were in the sure final. Have. Yeah, sure have. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Last year we were about to get relegated at this time. See, there you <laughs> so, go. I'll take it. I okay. appreciate it, guys. All right, buddy. It's all good. 1955. <laughs> 1955. <laughs> best, best year in music. Yep. <laughs> and that's why we talked about Glenn Gould. <laughs> I was like, damn, I need something to like. Well, <laughs> nothing happened in 1955. <laughs> oh, that's so, so, oh, Thank you. But seriously, the first Guinness Book of World Records? <laughs> <laughs> that was a stretch. <laughs> Nick, like, Nick like jumped out of his seat. What? <laughs> what? Get out of here. I was waiting for something. Because <laughs> according to my records, it was 1967. But yeah, let's go back. And, uh, but, all but, right, but, boys, but, I need but, to go cry myself to sleep. That um, sounds right. Let's get back out of here. Greg, why don't you tell the fine folks how to get in touch with us should they choose to do so? You can find us online at youshouldcheckitout.com. Send us an email at yscipodcast at gmail.com. Find us on social media, on Facebook and Instagram. Our Twitter handle is at shouldcheck. Listen to Apple Podcasts and Spotify or wherever podcasts are heard. You'll find us on there. Leave us a review, and as always, tell a friend you should check, you it, should out. check it out. Beautiful. We need to get on Bandcamp now, apparently. Mm-hmm. Apparently. Get in I that if Fortnite we playlist. Get Fortnite, we do. Yeah. <laughs> just imagine like some kids play, so playing Fortnite. Hey, good like, evening, gentlemen. Old idiots just gentlemen. talking about talking about. How are we tonight? Hello, yeah. you want to talk about the band Live? Yeah. <laughs> There's a band called Live that's so confusing. <laughs> I was playing Fortnite and I learned about Live and Glenn yeah. Gold. Yeah. Scared. And Newcastle United. Mommy, they who's sound Newcastle terrible. United? <laughs> Mommy, who's Ed Kowalczyk? <laughs> All right, boys. Good times. We'll see you back here next week. All right. right. How about it? Peace. See you.